Hey guys, thanks for stopping by and checking out Dude, Where's My Mind? A collection of stories, insights, and conversations about my accidental spiritual journey. On this segment, we learn what happens after the pizza pain subsides. I call this episode, Getting to Know the World. Enjoy. So after that day of the pizza pain, after that night, um, when I woke up, it was, like I said, like a, almost, it, it was a miracle. It was a miracle because I woke up to a whole new world. And what I mean by that is there wasn't a lot of noise in my head. I was seeing things that are in front of me for the first time. It was like magical. Like everything looked like so high def, you know, like um, just really crisp, really crisp is how to, how to define that. (laughs) Um, But I think what was the really big difference that I started noticing really gradually at first, but now I can totally notice it, um, is the fact that I was listening for the very first time in my life. And what I mean by that is that there was a little bit of, there was there was silence in my head for the first time. And so now when I was speaking to someone, I wasn't sitting there and thinking about a hundred things running through my mind. Either it was about them or me or things that I had to do. I was there in the conversation, but I wasn't present. I wasn't available for them. I was always kind of calculating the next thing to say that always made me look like, you know, sympathetic or a person that gave great advice or someone that was funny. Um, Usually when I was listening, it depended on the role I was playing to that person. And I would formulate us, you know, I would be like trying to figure out a response that I want to give. Um, so I was kind of acting in a sense rather than actually truly responding to that moment by actually listening and being there. So these were major things in my life that I started noticing. And it was really cool because I was actually able to retain information for the first time. Um, I remember going to school, whether it was in post-secondary or high school or anything, every time I sat in the class, I would, even if I was interested um, to learn, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden distractions in my mind, either, you know, what am I, what is the person next to me wearing? What does that smell? What is anything? Or I would just start daydreaming in the, in the middle of the class and I would, I could never listen. And then there was also panic and fear. Like, what if the teacher calls on me? I should start listening now. And <laughs> it, w- it was just a lot going on in my head all the time. So for the first time after this, um, you know, pizza pain situation, I could hear myself thinking. The way I would describe my parts of myself um, prior to the pizza pain, um, is someone that was really high on all the external things about life. 
Um, you know, I had to look a certain way. I had to be a certain weight. My hair was a certain length, even, even though it was my hair. Like I, I got like extensions put in all the time. Um, you know, I like really damaged my scalp too. I shouldn't, yeah, that was, that was wild. But I, I did all these things to externally make myself happy. Um, I've never previously worked on myself internally. Maybe if I thought I did, like I do, I tried to do meditation. I tried to do these things, um, but they were very superficial. They were very superficial. And um, I had a really large ego, like really large. And I always thought the definition of a, of somebody with a huge ego was someone that was like a really big show off or kind of a douche. <laughs> and you know like it's very clearly like you drive a hummer you're you're that guy and um you know so I'm like I don't do those things I don't have a huge ego but I did I I had the biggest ego of them all um I couldn't take feedback from anyone whatsoever if someone said anything about me I would just you know cut them out cut them out literally like I don't know what you're talking about you need to get out of my life and I would be just really cutthroat to a lot of people. It was a terrible, terrible way to be. It was just, yeah, like no empathy. I, I couldn't have empathy for people. I remember before when my friend, a really, really good friend of mine had her first child and I was just not in the baby mood at all. And, uh, you know, I kind of just cut her out of my life because she had a baby and I couldn't relate. And it was like the saddest thing that I could have done to her. And, um, you know, my ego was completely out of control. Completely. And I had no idea what an ego was. <laughs> I didn't know I was out of control because I couldn't even see it. I thought somebody with an ego was literally, you know, this loud man that drove a Hummer. And that's what I imagined in my head. And I'm like, I'm not that, so I'm totally safe. But my ego appeared in the biggest, baddest ways on a daily basis where, you know, conflict head on was nothing to shy away from. If I could be loud, if I could make my statements, if I can just, you know, quote unquote, keep it real and no matter whose feelings I hurt. Um, yeah, I did all those things just because I thought, you know, I'm, I'm such a confident person. I can say whatever I like. Mm, it's not really the how confidence works. Now I get that. <laughs> but um, yeah, just didn't know what ego was. So I, I highly encourage you to redefine that for yourself and see how your ego um, pops up throughout the day because it does like a hundred times during the day and you gotta you gotta reel that sucker down. So yeah, and now when you notice it, now that you notice that it's coming up, it's uh it's kind of funny. You're like, I, that one was a little sneaky. And that's the funny thing. Your ego and your mind are very, very clever. They're, you're a genius. You're a genius and you're using your genius abilities to ruin yourself. <laughs> that's basically what's going on. And once you kind of check out of that frame of thought, you can use your genius abilities to work for yourself. You can start creating your life. You can start living in the positive, um, you know, space that you need to be in. It, it, it all can be done once you kind of check out of that weird frame of mind where um, you're, you're shit-talking yourself and you're shit-talking everybody in your head. Like, that happens all the time.
that feeling I had the next day of the lights going on, so to speak, was like (laughs) the best way I could describe it. Because prior to that day, I had never really sat down to listen to anyone or anything. I would watch a movie. I would have a conversation with someone and I would be in like 10 different places in my mind. And I would never really understand what was going on right in front of me because I never really was present. I was there for sure. I was looking at someone. I might have been smiling and laughing along, but I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like none. And I think that was um, that little, that that person I became, I became like a total fraud and imposter because most of the time I never really heard what anyone was saying. I would just be smiling and giggling along and, uh, you know, playing the part of that extrovert and I can talk with anyone. And yeah, what I realized, what I really realized, um, you know, finally at 34, after so many years of being an extrovert, uh, I learned that I'm not an extrovert. I don't know what I am, but that, I guess, I guess, again, it goes back to definitions because someone in my mind that was an extrovert was mm, like a social butterfly, someone that was really bubbly, that made friends really easily, that was the life of the party. Um, So I checked off all those boxes, but like I did it in the weirdest way. I don't know. I don't know where I got the idea of I'm an extrovert and I have to be like this. I took the role on on my, my very self and I started realizing that it wasn't me because sometimes when I would go out with people, I would just be so tired and then I would never want to make plans with them again for a while until I was like, yeah, I'm ready to hang out again. And it was never them. It's basically because I couldn't keep the show on for that long. You know what I mean? It's draining. It's tiring work to keep this shit up and uh, (laughs) the facade of it all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for stopping by and um, listening. It's it's really wonderful and kind of you to kind of spend some time uh, listening to my story and um, just me really ramble on about my life. So thank you so much for that. Um, I really love listening now. It's like I'm using my ears for the first time, and I can I can even feel them move. It's 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 wonderful to finally be in my body. Um, yeah, thank you so much for stopping by. If you have any questions, if you want to share your stories, if you are going through the same thing or have experiences that are similar or different, or if you just want to say hi, that's totally cool too. Um, just direct message me or you can always email dude, where's my mind 2020 at gmail.com. Thanks so much.